This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hey, everybody, this is the Creenest, <laughs> the Creenest, the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, already off to a great start uh, on this Wednesday, May 6th. Joining me is Ryan Wink. We have uh, Tony, who is out today, but we do have a special guest filling co-host, Billy Galewood. Say hey, Billy, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Billy. I am uh, six feet, actually 5'11", three quarters I'm, uh, in real life, but on my license, six feet, brown hair. Uh, wow, my humor smashing today. Uh, Billy Galewood, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, I have a music theater background. I'm happy to be here with you guys. And he likes long walks on the beach as well. <laughs> and he's not afraid to get a, a little sand in his tuxedo. If you're not afraid to mess your hair up when he puts the top down on the Miata. My hair is always messed up. It always looks like I'm in a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the beach, Thanks, the beach and Miatas, <clears throat> let me ask you guys, how much time do you spend out in the sun, you know, at least trying to, to soak some of it in, whether it's, uh, um, you know, just sunning or, or, or just being out there? And, and uh, you know, how do you how do you react to that uh, time out in the sun? Uh, I have sun in a bottle called vitamin D. And uh, so I have sun in a bottle these days and I, I notice the sun out of my house, but I staying inside mostly lately. So you're like me, about as pasty white as it gets. Yeah, um, kinda, kinda. I got some. I, I, have a, I have a sort of a natural half glow, but I don't know if that's because I didn't sleep well or not. I don't know. I don't know if that's just blood trying to you know flow through my body, but uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You know, I have not been getting a lot of sun lately, and uh, I di- I got out. I, I took about three walks yesterday. I was like, you go to the post office, walk down, got a box, walked back up. I live in a little downtown area, and I did that about three times, and that's the most sun I've gotten in, uh, what what day is it? It's What's the date? Right, it's it's like day 90 of the shutdown. Five, I don't, I don't think five, there's... In five years. Yeah. At this point, people are just keeping track of time by notching, uh, uh, you know, little hashtags in the uh, drywall. 
<laughs> I have a tattoo yeah. on my arm. It's backwards. It's a tally marks. There you go. The, re- the reason I ask is if you don't get your vitamin D via uh, a bottle like Billy does, there is another solution for you. In a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy from this electric node than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. So apparently perineum sunning is a thing where, uh, you know, you get buck naked, you, you grab your toes, and uh, you allow the sun to uh, do its work on your, uh, your butthole. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to give you more energy. Um, it's supposed to keep the chi from leaking out, which I don't know exactly how that works. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my concern there would be um, what happens if, if you give it a little too much exposure and you uh, end up burning that part of your body? More what than a cheese be leaking out, I tell you that much. <laughs> what, about, what about the neighbors? Well, you know. You, you just be careful. You're, you're just giving the neighbors a treat at that point. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, I'm sure it gives you more energy because you can't sit down anymore. So you're always walking. <laughs> you know, you, you're exercising more because you can't even sit down. <laughs> uh, I wonder who thought of that, you know, and that's like that and coffee. Those are the two wonders to me in the world. Like who thought roasted bean and also who thought burn your butthole? Right. Sunburn, more like bun burn. <laughs> oh, and I don't have the, the sound pulled up for you today. Not yet. Anyway. But, oh, you got to uh, get that. I know. I know. I've got so many sound boards. I just got to put it on every single one to have it ready. But, uh, you know, what? You know, obviously with sunburn, you put aloe vera on it. And, uh, you know, could you imagine walking around all day just the quick, 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 quick? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh. Being a man of my age, I can imagine that. <laughs> walking around with the squishies, you know, that's what comes with age. Once you get 40, it all gets squishy, you know? Well, to, to be fair, I mean, I've been to some music festivals where, uh, you know, you're out all day, you get that uh, little bit of sweat, that swamp ass, and, uh, you know, it's, it's probably akin to uh, having some gel in between those cheeks. You ever have to deal with a hemorrhoid, like a like a coconut suppository? That 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 probably is comparable to the same kind of feeling. Luckily, I haven't had to deal with that yet. Knock on wood. Um, you know, I just got to okay. make sure that I'm, I'm I'm very careful about how hard I push. <laughs> yeah, I push, well, I you know what? My twenties were a crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we've got a great show for you today. Let's talk about this Wednesday. Hump day! Yeah! It is a hump day. Today we're going to be covering animal tales, talking about internet trolls. Our call-in topic today is the craziest concert experiences you've ever had. We've got uh, new ways of doing business here in the times of coronavirus, including a drive through strip club coming out of Oregon. We have This Day in History, and coming up next, we have entertainment news with celebrity birthdays. Everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775 775- 237-2266. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back, friends. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, we want to hear from you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not personally, but on our voicemail line that we've set up. It's called the Phoenix Line, and you can leave us a message at 855 855- Phoenix Radio, that's F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or for those of you who only work in numbers, 855-336-4973, on any topic, just to check in, tell us how you're doing. Uh, Keep it entertaining, and uh, we'll compile these all up and play them for you on a future episode. Now, uh, we are in the second segment of the show, and that means it's time for the entertainment news. All right, first up, the long-running series, The Blacklist, is getting crafty in its response to the coronavirus pandemic, uh, shutting down its production. So to close out its seventh season, the NBC crime drama will employ a combination of live-action footage from the partially filmed 19th episode and graphic novel-style animation. The hybrid episode titled The Kazanisian Brothers, that's a mouthful, will serve as the finale for the shortened season, which was originally intended to run 22 episodes. Now, uh, did you guys watch The Blacklist at all with uh, James Spader? I have not seen it. I'm a, I'm a James Spader fan, but I, I have not seen that show. Billy? Uh, wait, wait, remind me who James Spader is. The, I'm thinking the, of John Stamos. That's the only thing that's in my head right now. <laughs> Big difference. One has great hair, the other is uh, balding terribly. Um, James Spader was a God, 80s star, did the voice of uh, Ultron in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, he wasn't in Beethoven, was he? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't think he was. Spader. Okay, I'm going to, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> That's when IMDb uh, is so good to have no. uh, on that hand. Would be a no right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you guys think about uh, them sort of taking what they've already done, but uh, in order to close it out, adapting it to an animation style? I think it's awesome. I mean, we're, I feel like we're all having to get inventive during this time. So I'm all for, you know, just being in, innovative and, and uh, you know, getting creative with completing things and moving forward with things yeah in fact we even have a segment coming up all about getting inventive uh, during this time james spader was in a movie called the boy uh the new kids and it was about these new kids that moved to town and they had to deal with some hooligans i grew up on that movie i am a james spader fan i think so what are they doing they're taking it and because everybody can't get together because of distancing they're they're doing voiceovers and then animating the show. Exactly. Yeah, they're uh, you know doing. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, what they can with what they have, which is is brilliant. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Do you hear about that new show called Risk? When no. they just all get together and film a show. <laughs> I, I just made that up. Oh. That a, not true. <laughs> what, what is it? Big Brother Quarantine Edition. Yeah, the Quarantine Edition. They all get together and they see who. Who handles it well? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of quarantine, uh, Bruce Willis and his wife, Emma, have finally reunited after two months apart, uh, you know, quarantining uh, just ahead of their daughter's sixth birthday. And uh, I didn't even realize that Bruce Willis was uh, remarried after Demi Moore. But, uh, you know, it's nice that uh, people can get back together and, and, you know, not be apart. I'm sure a lot of people are dealing uh, with some loneliness right now. I imagine he walked back in the house and said, yippee ki mother. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't he posted up with his ex-wife, though, right? 
Was he really? Wasn't, no, I think that was the whole thing. I kept seeing ads on or ads. That's what they really did to me. I kept seeing ads on my phone that said that said uh, Bruce Willis is. Uh, this might be totally wrong, but I I think I think I'm right about this. They're like Bruce Willis uh, in de- uh, his wife says he's okay with uh, quarantining with his ex, and I'm like, oh that that seemed set up. Mm. I mean. I, I'm gonna fact check that real quick. How convenient! <laughs> oh, it sounds like an onion story to me. Yeah, it does, talking about right? Die Hard. There you go. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, you know, there's been a, a trend of celebrities getting online and reading, you know, famous famous stories to kids at home. Well, uh, J.K. Rowling's immensely popular book that started it all, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, will be read by a lineup of celebrities chapter by chapter in a series of free videos and audio recordings to be doled out over the next several months. Uh, Rowling's Wizarding World announced seven readers on the special event on Twitter, including Daniel Radcliffe, Stephen Fry, David Beckham, Dakota Fanning, Claudia Kim, Noma Dumazweni, don't know who that is and eddie redmayne with more to come uh have you guys followed any of these uh celebrities reading children's stories obviously if you don't samuel, have children samuel l oh that's oh my it, favorite so he has a book that's uh go the f to sleep but uh oh, yeah I, I guess he read uh uh stay the f at home i don't know if that's yeah. a fully written book but uh only samuel l jackson could pull that one out Oh, that was amazing. That was a that good was. one. That's it. Oh. I'd, I'd like to see Walken uh, do some more. Yeah. Too, well, you know? how, how would Walken sound if he did uh, Good Night Moon? <laughs> uh, good Night Moon? I don't, I'm not familiar. I do how, know, how about uh, uh, Green Eggs and Ham? I do not have Green Eggs and Ham. I do not, do not, Sam, I am. Something like that. One fish, poo fish, red fish, the blue fish. <laughs> you may you may have to just do a series of uh, walk and reading uh, uh, children's books. We could do a face swap. I'll do it. Let's get. Let's go. There you go. We'll deep fake it and uh, we'll make it work. Do you I hear Tony and Danza read children's books? It no. sounds like this. And Tony Danza reading a children's book. Angela, that's the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, do you remember your neighbor that uh, looked just like Tony Danza? And he actually did a play where he reenacted Tony Danza. Do you remember I knew your neighbor downstairs? Oh, yes, yes, Damien, yeah. (laughs) Billy had a neighbor. You didn't tell me that. I think it was I ran into him at your place after he had done the play. It was amazing. He, he oh, is wow. the untold story of Tony Danza. So he made up this whole story about what happened after Who's the Boss. And uh, wow. it was amazing. <laughs> I just thought he was the bartender at three of clubs. Wow. Yep. Nope. Da- Danza on Danza. <laughs> all right. This next story is probably my favorite thing that I've seen all day. Gary Busey will grab his robe, his gavel, and very possibly his fur roller to his new role in Gary Busey, Pet Judge, 
a six-episode series premiering May 25th on Amazon Prime and other streaming services. The show finds Busey settling disputes between aggrieved pet owners with a press release promising the cases will revolve around a, quote, veritable menagerie of animals including monkeys, goats, birds, dogs, meerkats, turtles, robot raccoons, and more. The statement continues, Is Gary Busey a real judge? Absolutely not. Does he know anything about pet law? Probably not. Can he look into your soul and suss out your spirit animal while delivering a verdict with a trademark Buseyism? You bet your sweet ass. This sounds like pure gold to me. I'm sold. I'm on board. How can you yeah. not be? Uh, Gary Busey it, it, doing anything is fine with me. I want to. I want to meet the producer who uh, you know. At midnight falling asleep was like idea. Gary Busey is a pet judge, and somehow got that pushed through to Amazon Prime. Uh, it's amazing. I bet you his um, his rider in his dressing room uh, is just a lot of toothpaste <laughs> and one of those oversized I mean, toothbrushes. M M&M and toothpaste. <laughs> oh man. If if for those listeners who haven't seen Gary Busey lately, go onto YouTube, find some of the stuff he's done. He's done some commercials. I want to say uh, car commercials, and uh, they are brilliant. He's the best. I love when people like become caricatures of themselves over time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Gary Busey's one of those guys. Walken's another one of those guys. You watch yeah. him become more and more himself. You know. Uh, there's a few other Vince Vaughn, Tom Cruise, as Tom Cruise as a spy. Yep. You I mean, you, people who play themselves as other things. Yeah, you know? you've got Nicolas Cage, Al Pacino, oh, yeah. uh, Robert De Niro, um, uh, oh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh yeah. At Goldblum. Some, at some point, they they you know stepped out of you know being uh, character actors and and just portray themselves in everything that they do. Yeah. And it's great, and we love it. Yeah, and it's ripe for impression, as uh, you know, Ryan can attest to. You think that their character develops as impersonations develop? Like I was this way, but now I'm this way, or you know, like is the more imitations, <laughs> and they gotta like meet the expectation of the people that are imitating them. De Niro's like, I didn't even do this. You know? <laughs> like, now I gotta do this because everybody does. I think that's you know I think they just kind of move. If you looked at a graph of the impressions, and as I, I think it, it does kind of just side by side. It goes and, up. Uh, yeah, and I think they're sort of building their brand. You know, it's you, they they can't get lost in a role because they're always them. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, moving on were you guys fans of the show uh parks and rec at all never saw I was, i'm i'm office guy i'm the office so okay. i just spent all the time that i would have watched any other show watching the office yeah it's funny you know i was never an office guy wasn't into parks and rec when it was on but caught it back with the streaming services and uh they recently rolled out a reunion special that they did uh, via Zoom, and it was a scripted special. Well, that special has raised $3 million for Feeding America's COVID-19 Relief Fund. And, uh, you know, it's a, it was not only a great way to see them again after, you know, years away, but uh, if you are a fan of Parks and Rec, uh, check it out. You know, it's, it was a lot of fun to watch. 
yeah, good on them. Three mil, that's that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, every little bit helps. All right, we're reaching the end, but uh, we wanted to get in those celebrity birthdays. All right, celebrities uh, celebrating their birthday here on May 6th. You have rapper Meek Mill turning 33, George Clooney turning 59, actress Naomi Scott turning 27, basketball player Chris Paul, 35. Let's see, who else do we have here? A bunch of YouTube stars nobody cares about. Uh, notorious, uh, <laughs> notorious cheater Jose Altuve from the Houston Astros turns 30. Uh, the second best host of America's Funniest Home Videos, Tom Bergeron at 65. Uh, rapper Matra Gims, I don't know if I'm saying that right, 34. Football player Jason Witten, 38. Bob Seeger, rock singer, 75. Hey, Seeger. <laughs> and uh, football player, I hope I don't butcher this name, Akbar Gabaja Biamia, which yeah, he's turning 41. All right, folks, stay tuned. We've got Animal Tales up next. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. All right, it is Wednesday, May 6th here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. As a reminder, we're all available all over social media with each show video broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm over at Christian Phoenix at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony, who's not here today, uh, is available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo.94 or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Ryan's available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink or on Instagram at NamesWink. And Billy, while we're at it, why don't you go ahead and give away uh, your uh, Facebook or Instagram handles, only if you want to, though. Sure. Uh, Billy Galewood, B-I-L-L-Y-G-A-L-E-W-O-O-D on all the socials. Billy Galewood. Ah, keeping it easy. Yeah. Perfect. All right. With this being Wednesday, our recurring segment on Wednesday is Animal Tales. And uh, this specific segment is actually sponsored by the dog rescue nonprofit I run, Rough Riders. That's R-U-F-F Riders. Uh, You can find out more about us at roughriders.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And our main focus is transport. We pull dogs from the kill shelters out in the rural areas of Nevada, bring them here to the Reno area, and uh, give them a home, work with the other uh, shelters and rescue organizations to give them a second chance at life. So uh, going on with uh, news stories, uh, this first one is sort of quarantine-related. Authorities in Siberia will go to almost any length, (laughs) one medium bear's length, actually, to ensure comrades and strangers alike keep their social distance. So what's a meter and a half between friends? Well, there are signs posted up in uh, Russian storefronts that basically show uh, a graphic of two people and then a bear as the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, length denomination that uh, people should keep between them. So um, 
I, I don't. This, this is bare minimum distance you must have. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got this pulled up. Oh, and then I didn't even have the volume up. Hold on. Let's try it again. Here, I'll do the joke again, and let's let's get the timing right. Okay. This is bare minimum distance you should keep apart. There we go. We'll get it dialed in eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know what part of Russia is a size of a bear a standard unit of measurement? Siberia. Apparently. <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Do you have one of those slow trombones? <laughs> you know it's funny. <laughs> That's my jam right there. <laughs> I hear that every time I ask a girl out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, you know, there are two businesses that the COVID-19 pandemic put on the map. You know, if you're working for a small or large business or organization, you're probably familiar with one of them. Zoom, which we utilize here, took a leap over every other teleconferencing service in the market, including Skype. It's the most popular for companies with 500 employees or less. COVID-19 prompted folks to switch to virtual meetings when they were sequestered and ordered to be sheltered in place during the pandemic. The second business that came to be was one you've probably never heard of. It's called Meeting, And interesting enough, it's related to Zoom in an innovative marketing savvy way. Basically, you can host meetings with a goat or a cow or a pig uh, being one of your meeting attendees. Um, well, this has nothing to do with that story, except in the fact that I found out the other day that hooved mammals do not yawn. And I just wanted to share that bit of information. That's interesting. I'm talking about I yawn all the time. I got to get these sound panels closer together because I, I, uh, there's just too much to work with here. And in, in what I mean, OK, so maybe in, you know, animal, what is it? Selling and purchasing. Maybe mm-hmm. they want to show the uh, the goods, the, the merchandise. I don't, what's the uh, what's the purpose there? I don't. Maybe comfort? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh! I guess people just, you know, enjoy seeing wild animals on their screen. You know, next thing you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, a, a Tiger King, um, you know, video conferencing where you can share meeting space with a tiger. We, you know, did you ever hear the Puppy Channel? No. Did you ever hear that? It was a short-lived, I saw a documentary on it. It was a short documentary because the show was a short-lived <laughs> show. But it was a show, 24 Hours Puppy. And the guy just would put all his money in the puppy show, almost like the Yule Log fireplace. And it was just puppies 24-7. <laughs> so I get where they're coming from. Hey, there's a reason the Puppy Bowl is so popular every uh, Super Bowl Sunday. There's a Puppy Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, go to Animal Planet uh, during halftime of the Super Bowl, and there's just puppies playing in a pen with a uh, a football. Oh, that's funny. That's Did they replace dog- the Bud Light guys? <laughs> yeah. That's a doggone good idea. <laughs> hey. That's, that means you lost at a game show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You just lost at life. 
Ooh. No, no. All right, moving on. A fisherman is lucky to be alive after a crocodile jumped out of the water and bit him on the hand. The 24-year-old Queensland man was fishing with a friend near Mandora in the Northern Territory on Sunday when the reptile attacked. The crocodile crept up on the two men, jumped from the water, biting down on the 24-year-old's, 24-year-old man's right hand, causing serious injury. Uh, unfortunately, Happy Gilmore was not there for comment. So, uh, Also, how, how goes the recovery of Captain J. Hook? Right. <laughs> Tick tock. Wow. I grew up with three six-foot alligators in my basement. True. That's a true story. True story. I, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, before I, I had a chance to meet Billy, uh, Ryan was saying, yeah, this guy, Billy, he's got so many crazy stories. I was like, how crazy could they be? <laughs> now we know. Yeah, my dad, um, for 15 years, I, I, used to, I used to get little notes like, don't sleep in the basement tonight. The alligators are restless. <laughs> I wish I still had one of those stories. And they bought them from this cafe, and we had them like 15 years. And then... Yeah, just had alligators. That's, I, I don't even <laughs> know what to say to that. 21 animals. Wow. <clears throat> I told Three you, Christian, I, Christian hasn't known Billy for 24 hours yet, and uh, he sees what I'm talking about here. Yeah, can't wait to hear more of these stories. It's just a crazy life that uh, we'll have to dive deeper into. All right, next story. A wild leopard in western India wandered into a hospital and made it all the way to the bathroom sight unseen. I guess when you gotta go, you gotta go. And that goes double for wandering leopards who use the wrong gender's washroom. And by gender, we mean species, such as the case in Gandhinagar. Why I butchered that one. The capital of the Indian state of Gujarat, where the State Model Institute of Ayurvedic Science can be found. Um, yeah, I mean, could you imagine uh, going into the bathroom and finding a, a wild leopard just sitting there? Yeah, it must have been crazy for whoever spotted that cat first. <laughs> I almost asked you if that's what you meant. That was a, did you mean spots on purpose? <laughs> I, I mean, could you imagine, though? Like, I mean, that's a place of relaxation and comfort. You don't want to be startled by a leopard in the bathroom. <laughs> I think that would be the worst thing. I'd say the opposite. Uh, I don't think you would want to startle a leopard in a bathroom. No. Yeah. I'd have pooped my pants. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to be caught with your pants on in that situation. You know? <laughs> I pooped my pants. <laughs> yeah, no, that's wild. All right. Uh, moving on. Daniel the donkey got himself in hot water after he steeped or stepped in a kettle and couldn't get it off his hoof. His hoof? His hoof. Uh, yet another case of the pot calling the kettle black. Not quite. Even though Daniel the donkey does have a black coat, the kettle he stepped in looks as polished as his rescuers. Firefighters from New Yorkshire Fire Service in Whitby. Uh, UK. No doubt the latter were only too happy to be dealing with an emergency that wasn't either a treat cat or say fire. Um, I, could you say that the donkey was teed off? That's the most Ooh. English that's the most English story. Oh, we, we look over and the donkey stepped in a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> that's like English countryside you know 
not too many exciting things happen in the village. But this morning, a donkey stepped into a tea <laughs> kettle. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound pretty British. Yeah. The old donkey in the tea kettle story. You know that one. <laughs> Tales all this time. All right, folks. That does it for Animal Tales on this Wednesday. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about internet trolls right after the break. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, May 6th. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Wink, and special guest co-host, Billy Galewood. How are you guys holding up? Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah, we both live alone. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're not lonely at all. We're this not alone. Little, this this little dose of uh, social interaction is not bringing the utmost joy into our lives at all, because we're yeah. totally content all day by ourselves. Hey, we're just fine. I got a teddy bear, and I'm good to go. We got plants. <laughs> this is a sign of two single guys, right? Spending time talking to your plants. There you go. All right, uh, folks. If you missed a portion of the show or need to catch up on an old episode of which we've had two previous to this one so far, get the Christian Phoenix Radio Show anywhere you get podcasts: Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, you name it. Or head over to americamatters.us and look up the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. While you're at those different channels, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Now, in this segment, before we head into the top of the hour, I wanted to talk a little bit about internet trolls. Uh, you know, with technology and Zoom and and you know, all of this that's available to us today, uh, it's easier for people to A, remain anonymous and B, more brutal than ever. Um, You know, it's uh, interesting, you know, that even little kids can be the worst internet trolls. From experience, I mentioned in the last segment that I run a dog rescue nonprofit. And uh, early on, I had uh, some little 10-year-old girl who fostered uh, uh, kittens basically calling me out saying, oh, you're not a real dog rescue and, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And no matter how I responded, like, you know, here, here's my official documentation. Here's my 501c3, you know, just this little nasty 10-year-old girl would just double down. And I eventually had to reach out to her mom to get her to back off. And it's, it's sad that we live in this world where, you know, people think that they're doing the righteous thing by staying anonymous. Yeah. Have you guys ever you had know, to deal with uh, internet trolls or, uh, you know, people that are just hating on you for the, the sake of hating? Oh, yeah. It was my mother. Not so anonymous. I'm like, Mom, really? Come on. I have a sense of purpose. Stop it. Way to go, a that a little bit. <laughs> Anything specific she was doing to you or just... Uh... She's not being very motherly. <laughs> no, I did, have a, I did have somebody once just... Call, it was... I don't know if this is how old this kid was or anything, but um, they just... Uh, they just... Call, well, two times. But uh, one, one time they just were like, you are garbage. And I'll never forget that. I was like, wow, 
it's so specific garbage <laughs> like you know like mm, at, mm. Le- at least provide some reasoning behind it yeah you are just garbage it's like everything about you is just garbage just throw yourself out and then one other time i had a, i had somebody whose their name was like i don't know i don't remember their name but it was like sandy blocked often jones like her in quotes in the middle was blocked often like she was going for it so i'm like oh, all right cool i'm gonna block you then like, like that's whole, her sole purpose in life yeah what um, about you Wink? you know i don't engage too much on the the social medias i just kind of get in and get out and and try not to engage but it, i did i did think of a story this isn't so much trolling but it happened to a friend of mine how you can create fake profiles. His girlfriend had created a fake profile of this like hot girl and then de- slid into his DM, direct messaged him as the girl to see if he would interact. And he did. And she got mad. <laughs> so it's like uh, catfish trolling. Catfish trolling. That's I'm a few sure. things. And that's a few things fused into one. Yeah, they should probably move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, and it, it amazes me that, you know, some of the people that you know just, they've got the time and energy to try and, and tear people down and rip into them or find something wrong with either what they do or what they say, as opposed to taking that energy and putting it into something good. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess there's probably been trolls for as long as there's been humans. Well, when you, you know, a dangerous combination is anonymity and a public platform because, yeah. you know, for certain people who maybe aren't super stable or aren't super happy, um, that gives them an opportunity to secretly just, you know, put that angst or hate on someone else to feel right. better about themselves. It's a dangerous combination. I think uh, the two, I, 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 I heard once the only two th- things people are ever saying is I am love or I want love. And I think that's a, li- a lot of cries for people that, that want love in their life. Well, that's not, and they the, don't know how to express it. Yeah. That's not the yeah. way to go about it. You know, if, if you want love, uh, you know, that's, that's like, you know, hitting a girl on the p- playground because you like them. Yeah. That doesn't that make never any work. Sense. That still doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How many playgrounds are you going to in uh, hitting girls? Well, till they told me I wasn't allowed to go to them anymore, I was going quite often. <laughs> <laughs> so if we hear the sirens in the background, we know uh, what's going to happen next. For the moms. Going for the moms. Oh, for the moms. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, good save. Good save. <laughs> the other interesting thing thing that's happening with trolls nowadays is you know with zoom taking off and uh, you know we were utilizing zoom before it became as big as it is now and uh, you know zoom was a little company they didn't have uh, a lot of security measures their whole purpose was to try and make connecting with others as easy as possible well the problem is that uh, trolls figured out a way to take advantage of that and they started doing what's called zoom bombing and we were uh, the victim of that luck uh, one day luckily not live on the air but uh, we had a number of our show hosts log into what was our standard meeting id only to find uh, a bunch of uh, penis and ass and uh, wow i mean just a grid full of people doing very obscene things wow um all i want to do is a zoom 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 and you boom boom that's and show my boom boom 
Hey, you know, they, I saw something recently where they this guy, it might have been on Twitch or something, where you would, if you'd be clicking through something, then you'd see a girl real provocative and like getting like hot and steamy. And then all of a sudden you see a dude like with his shirt off, like playing video games, like, come on, like, I got you, sucker. And then just dips out. So I don't know if that's the same thing. Like they're baiting people in and then they then they walk into it. It's a dick move either way. It's yeah. a real dick move. But, you know, who? It, it makes you wonder, you know, who's like, ooh, hot chick. And then goes and finds, you know, some guy sitting there with his shirt off and is like, you know what? Exactly. I'm going to stay here for a few minutes and see how this goes. See how this works itself out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I needed to buy time to find that uh, that drop, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a weird world we live in right now. Obviously, there are a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands right now, and uh, you know, luckily there are a lot of people out there doing good with that time. But uh, you know, if you are one of these Zoom bombers or trolls, or you know, just can't find anything better to do, um, be constructive with it. You know, uh, find find a better outlet. Get a dog. Learn how to juggle. <laughs> Learn how to you juggle know, dogs safely. You know what's even scarier than all of that is the deep fakes. The deep fakes is that's that's scary. That's dystopian future kind of business. Well, and all of the social media channels and, and video channels are trying to figure out a way to um, crack down on those because somebody could easily. Uh, manipulate something on a global scale, you know, having mm-hmm. Trump say something. Uh, Jordan Peele did one where he did the voice of uh, uh, Barack Obama saying just pure nonsense, and uh, it looked real. I mean, it looked... It, they look real, and they're only going to look realer, Yeah, you know? In a year, they'll look infinitely better. In two years, you know how fast things move nowadays. Could you imagine if for some reason, like, say we have a president or somebody that speaks to the public often, uh, but they something happened to them and they were, you know, incapacitated. They couldn't do it anymore. So they deep faked him in. And we never knew. Global conspiracy. Kim Jong-un. May, they may do that with Kim Jong-un. I was just going to say, apparently he's been either really sick. He may have died. Nobody's yeah. seen him in weeks. And my guess is they've got people working around the clock to figure out how to deep fake him. You know, yeah. I think probably so also too. do that with Tim Kardashian. <laughs> in fact, uh, that re- it reminds me of a story, I guess, in China uh, over their uh, state media news channel. They had reported that they'd shot down an American fighter jet over uh, the skies of China. And when they showed the news story, they showed actual quote unquote footage of this, sh- uh, you know, this plane being shot down. And it was footage pulled directly from the movie Top Gun. <laughs> is that yeah wait. <laughs> so real quick we've got about 50 seconds left and wanted to give billy a chance to uh talk about the uh, music video uh that they just launched and uh give you guys a chance to check it out fantastic um uh, right when the pandemic hit i needed to stay positive and focused so i did an, a crowd uh participation music video we did a cover a modern cover of the song don't worry be happy and it's sang by a girl named cat factor i'm on backing vocals and so is jason Mraz, the singer songwriter who's a dear friend of mine and uh you can see it on youtube it's just released under billy galewood it had 60 different 
fans and friends from around the world contributed little videos. So it was a video for you, made by you. Well, and, uh, folks, released today. Check and it out. At Ten o'clock. There's a live stream. Perfect. We uh, got to run, Billy. Sorry to cut you off. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of the Christian Phoenix radio show on this Wednesday, May 6th. Now, this is an interactive show, and we want you to call in at the end of this segment for our topic that we're going to be talking about here in just a second at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, and that's toll-free from anywhere in the world. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Today I wanted to talk about the craziest concert-going experiences that uh, we've ever had, and you've ever had, obviously, it's why we want you to call in. Uh, With coronavirus and the shutdown and everything happening right now, a huge number of summer festivals have already been canceled, even if things open up uh, here at the end of the month uh, or any earlier. Um, You know, you've got major festivals like uh, uh, Coachella, um, the after Shock Tour, which is uh, over in Sacramento, for those of us that are uh, rock fans, and uh, it got me thinking. You know what? You know, obviously missing concerts and and being able to go to those live events. But you know, what was the craziest concert going experience that I've ever had? And uh, I've been to maybe upwards of a thousand concerts in my lifetime. Uh, big music fan, mostly rock, heavy metal, so on and so forth. And uh, the one that really stands out to me is uh, was at a Slayer concert, actually here in Reno. And, uh, you know, you get, you get some interesting people who uh, uh, come out to these heavy metal concerts uh, in different frames of mind. But uh, I spent most of the Slayer set with uh, a guy who looked like a cracked out Jesus. Uh, sort of dry humping, dry humping me uh, from the back and shoving his elbows into my back, and uh, I eventually had it. And and uh, it, it was probably the only time that I've gotten into a fight uh, in my adult life. And uh, it, it's something that will always stick with me. Luckily, uh, because he was a cracked out Jesus, uh, it wasn't much of a fight. What about you guys? Uh, I'm sure you know you guys are both music guys. Um, what's your craziest concert going experience? You point to me, Wink. Yeah, go for it. Oh, well, I know you I, got um, one. I got definitely. Well, um, being a musician for so many years, yeah. Uh, on stage, uh, I got fired by Liz Fair within five minutes of the first song I played opening up for her once. Uh, I was on a six-show tour with Liz Fair, 
And uh, I used to have like sort of a variety musical act. You know, I would juggle in my show. I'd bust jokes. I do, you know, I had like a, you know, wild hair. And I got about 30 seconds into my first number and she called my agent. She said, no, uh-uh, he's fired. So I thought I did great. And I'm like, man, that was amazing. Let me go sell some merch. And then my manager walked over and was like, you're fired. Oh, did you at and least get now, to finish the set? Oh, I finished the set. Okay. Uh, and then and I cried. No, I didn't cry. Actually, I went to a better show later and discovered the band Caribou. So it was a weird night gone good but that was a pretty weird night and to be fair who i mean what's liz fair doing right now we're not hearing much firing more people right <laughs> I, I don't know what she's doing uh she's about 80 right i don't know i don't know what she's doing i have nothing to say <laughs> that was a crappy night taking the high road good for you yeah what, what about you ryan um one that comes to mind it, it actually i just had this friend in in high school we used to go to punk rock shows and we went to a Pennywise show in, in Reno and this, the band, this, not the clown, right? Yeah, exactly. The band Pennywise, Broham. And, uh, it was just that one of those friends that just was always having, uh, bad things happen to them. Like it was just, just had poor luck. And so we're in the mosh pit and he loses the shoe <laughs> and, <laughs> Then he's like, oh, my shoe. And somebody's like, is this your shoe? He's like, that's my shoe. Give me my shoe. And then the guy just turns and throws the shoe to the back of behind. It, like, it goes past the band and lands <laughs> like in the backstage. He's like, no, my shoe. So he like runs one shoe up to the front. He's like, my shoe. And uh, everyone's like, get, the, get out of here. And so the rest of the night, he had no shoe and he was drunk. <laughs> and we left the concert, and he's like, had one shoe. <laughs> My shoe. My shoe. Uh, it's yeah. funny. I, I know somebody who, uh, just like your friend, uh, has some, some bad luck at concerts, and uh, hopefully he'll call in here at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. His name is co-host Tony Sanfilippo. Um, you know, we've gone to many of the same concerts together, and uh, he's got stories for days, but I'm hoping that uh, he brings up the Motley Crue concert in particular, because that one's particularly good but uh, just as a reminder folks give us a call let us know your craziest concert experience that you've ever had since we're all missing the concert going experience right now at 844-790-8255 with about a minute left in the segment guys any uh, other quick stories you want to share i i this actually isn't a concert but it's a frat party but i always love this story my cousin told me he was at a frat party and this girl, he's walking down the hall and he sees this girl vomit and she starts sliding down the wall. And as she's sliding down, she looks up him in the eyes and she's like, it wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I just always love that cool. story. B Billy, you got any others? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, that's probably about. 50 seconds, right? It is, it is. But uh, <laughs> when we come back, folks, we want to hear from you again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. The phone lines are open now. Folks, we'll talk to you after the break. To 
join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we're talking the craziest concert-going experiences here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, May 6th. We've got a couple callers on the line. And uh, if you want to call and share your crazy concert experience, give us a call, 844-790-8255, 844-790-TALK. Uh, before we get to the callers, I know, uh, Billy, you've got a, another one you'd like to share with us. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Uh, Ryan reminded me of one. Uh, when I turned 40 years old, um, I didn't know what I was doing for my birthday. I was going to a, a show to see Bob Schneider at the Belly Up Tavern in San Diego. When I showed up, they put, uh, they had fought, they had, they had video in my face and they were interviewing me, the lo- Michael Halloran, the local news guy. And I didn't know what was going on. And they told me that the opening band had broke down and they needed me to do it to fill in the opening spot. And I was like, okay, I've done stuff like that before. And I get on stage and I start playing and I look and I'm like, I realized that I knew a lot of people in the audience, you know? And turns out they put me in a chair, they covered me up. And when they pulled the veil back from over my head, it was a complete surprise birthday party for my 40th birthday. And the surprise was I was going to headline a concert in front of 500 people. And, you know, Wink was there and all my friends. And uh, it was just one of the most amazing days of my life. So it's actually a very positive uh, story. But I was surprised with headlining a show in front of 500 people. And I had no clue. And 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 I got to disappear on stage, which was something I've always wanted to do in my life. Bam. Check <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean that's a great surprise birthday party but also kind of sucks you had to work on your birthday yeah that's okay because i like what i do <laughs> <laughs> it's not a job if you love it right yeah yeah awesome all right we're gonna go uh, to our callers now again uh, if you want to call in with your uh, crazy concert going experiences 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 and uh, who do we have on the line Hi, my name is Tony. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is, <laughs> I, I just uh, chiming in since I couldn't be on the show today, so sneaking away to say hello and tell you a crazy story. How are you guys doing today? What's up, Tony? Hey, Tony. What's up, Ryan? Yep. Hey, Billy. Thanks for filling in, buddy. Hey, um, no problem, man. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, I can't wait to listen to the show later. I've been at work, so obviously I haven't been able to listen. But taking a quick break, call in. So uh, I'll tell you guys about a crazy story that Chris reminded me of. Uh, like, I think I subconsciously wanted to forget it, but we'll uh, unbury it here. Um, back in uh, 2001, was it? Or was it? It was 2000. It was 2000. It was, yeah. uh, the- Sorry, my alarm to, to get on the phone just went off. So, <laughs> um, so it was the Maximum Rock Tour in uh, 2000. It was in uh, Sacramento, California. Um, the show was uh, Motley Crue, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Well, it was three quarters and, uh, of Motley Crue. Yeah, three quarters. Yeah, it was no Tommy Lee. It was uh, Sam Maloney of Hole was on drums for that show. Um, and uh, we went up there. They were the headliner. I think we saw Anthrax for a whopping... Uh, 15 minutes. I think they had three or four songs. Yeah, it felt like and a two-minute uh, set. 
Yeah, it was very quick, and then we had Megadeth. So it was Christian, myself, and our buddy Adam. The last time the three of us all went to a show together, and um, I remember we were front row uh, when Motley Crue kicked on, and it was real tight, and yet, you know, you always fight for that space right at the guardrail. Well, right before Girls, Girls, Girls kicked on during Motley Crue, there was this girl. She just kept kind of nudging and pushing, and I finally was like, you know, I could let this, you know, I could let one in. That's fine, because it was already kind of tight. And back then, I was kind of a big boy. I kind of needed my two space, you know. And uh, what had happened was I let this girl in, and then now the boyfriend is trying to push in. And I was like, there's no room. And then another girl's trying to push in. I'm like, there's no room. And then I hear in my ear, they're like, move over, mother effer. Of course, I'm not going to cuss on the radio. Appreciate And that. I was like, I can't move i'm sorry and she's like move you mother effer and i said i can't move and i'm trying to enjoy crew you know you got kind of a not a big fatty vince neal up front and front of you. you're trying to rock out to your childhood band and uh next thing i know i've got the sh- i got like wolverine freddy krueger nails digging into my face from behind pulling my head back and these nails are digging into my face and i turn around and it's the boyfriend, and he's got, like, <laughs> long hair, and he's digging into my face. So then, And he's about a know, foot and I a half taller back. than you are as well. <laughs> right. And Christian's about four people to my right. He's not even next to me. He's pushed down the railing. Adam is to my left, pushed a couple people. So I'm not even next to my guys. So we get into an altercation, and then uh, the uh, security starts to break it up. Well, I jump the railing because there's a, a fight to and, you know, about to happen. And then me thinking, I'm cool. Like, the guy is cussing at me and John. I mean, he's way bigger than me. Probably could kick my butt. So I decided to be a chump and hawk a lug in his face. <laughs> and then, and so, so then I do it, and I flip him off thinking I'm all bad. Well, then this dude goes, him and his group of friends, they go hunting for me the entire show. And this is before cell phones. So... Chris and Adam stay and enjoy Motley Crue, and during Girls, 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 I'm in this altercation, and I leave the venue because these dudes, like, they're a bunch of big dudes, and they totally would have kicked my butt, and because there's a lot of them, and I couldn't tell Chris and Adam what was going on, and uh, I end up leaving, and I, I get to the car. Well, Chris or Adam, I don't remember which one had the keys. I couldn't get into the vehicle, so now... Here I am. These guys are looking in the parking lot, looking to probably just kill me. And so I missed Motley Crue. And I could hear it. And I was hiding because they were, I could see them through the parking lot looking for me, man. They were like breaking up in groups. And uh, at the end, Chris and Adam had to, they went looking for me, couldn't find me. They get back to the car and they're like, where you been? I'm like, close, we get beat up. And this is all before cell phones. I think we had the uh, Zach Morris version of the Nokias back then, and Brian. you couldn't even send text messages. They cost money. So that's probably my uh, wildest, uh, crazy concert story I can remember. Um, and I kind of forgot all about that up until Chris reminded me yesterday about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, crazy times. It was crazy times. interesting to stumble upon Tony, who's there, like, shaking and and fearing for his life while we're sitting there watching motley crew and enjoying the hell out of it and uh, had no idea that all of this had transpired i like to imagine christian just girls 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 whilst tony (laughs) they're like yeah they're like where's tony like me disappearing at a concert is not really it did not become an uncommon theme down the line but uh at that stage you know 
I couldn't even text them and just say, hey, you know, if I could have done it differently, I uh, I probably wouldn't have spit in the dude's face. But uh, right. I, I don't know why I didn't fight back. <laughs> I just decided, you know, I'm going to hock a loogie in this guy's face because why not? Well, t- Tony, <laughs> since we have you on the line and uh, our other caller dropped yeah. off, why don't you go ahead and share your uh, Volbeat Vegas story? You want you want the Volbeat? I was going to tell you, before I do that one, I'll do a real quick one okay. so I don't hog up too much time. But there was a time uh, in 2011, Volbeat played at the Gothic Theater in uh, Denver or Inglewood, Colorado. And... Uh, uh, the damn things open for them. Well, there was a part of their, the part of the show where they would invite fans at the time because they weren't super big yet, but they'd invite fans on the stage. And I was, I was definitely drunk, and uh, I got on stage. So I'm on stage rocking out to one of their songs. So there's pictures and there's a YouTube video of me like air guitaring like a mother up on the stage with Volbeat so much that my dad, for up until I think like last year literally thought I was in Volby. Like, we would see him, and I'd always post pictures, because we got to hang out with them a lot, because they weren't really big. Well, my dad totally thought I was in Volby forever. He was telling people, oh, yeah, my son's in Volby. And I couldn't play an instrument to save my life. So, um, sorry to disappoint, Dad, but I was never in Volby. I work at Costco, you know. Um, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let's cap off this segment with the mother of all stories, Tony. Uh, go ahead uh, and... The mother and, of all... Yep. Oh, basically. Okay, so this one was uh, 2013, post-divorce. Uh, I was battling uh, yeah, depression and being down. I was married for uh, a little over t- 10 years. We were together 13, and the divorce was final. So Christian and a group of my friends here that we call the SOB, uh, the Sons of Olby, we got dubbed that from some old lady in Vegas. She goes, are you in a biker gang? And someone's like, no, we're the Sons of Olby. So that became a running gag with our group. And uh, we all went to Vegas, to, you know, for Volby and uh, cheer me up. They're like, oh, no, just come to Vegas. So I had a hangover night, and uh, Christian and I ended up VIP at the Hard Rock. Uh, it was Volby, All That Remains, and him. Uh, that was the lineup. And Christian and I were uh, in the VIP, and at the time, you know, post-divorce, I took my uh, Southwest credit card and I totally, you know, open-barred it. You know, I was like, oh, I'll just buy us drinks. It'll be fun. We're just going to drink and have fun. And uh, while we were in VIP, the more I drank, obviously, the stupider I got. And then these two girls, like, I had the beer goggles on because these girls, they looked phenomenal. I mean, whoosh. They were two Austrian <laughs> girls. But, uh, but I let them into the VIP with me and Chris and... There is, uh, I'll get to the, I'll get to them in a second, but I let them in, and the more I drank, the less I remember. Well, I disappear with these two Austrian girls, and I just told Chris I was going to the bathroom. I said, I'll be right back. He didn't come right back. During all that remains, I ended up uh, into the mosh pit. That was the last thing I remember. I disappeared. I missed the entire concert. I apparently broke into a, I broke into the pool lost my phone, um, woke up in a suite that I did not pay for. I woke up butt-ass naked. My, my friends had, they, somebody's like, yeah, some dude just checked into this thing. And, and, and Denny walked in with the group, and apparently I was face down, ass up, don't know why, <laughs> butt-ass naked. And the girls walk in first. It's like a scene of, you know, just the girls are like, oh, there's Tony. Oh, my God. And they saw my white ass 
hanging out and uh, super tan from uh, the the summer heat in Vegas. And, uh, you know, Denny had to, like, go over and shake me, tested. He, he felt me, and I was cold. Well, he thought I was dead. And uh, he was shaking me, and he was, like, really scared. Well, I finally made a grunt noise or something, and he goes, ah, he's okay. Well, it turns out these girls paid for the suite because I didn't. It was never on my credit card. And uh, <laughs> I had the worst hangover the next day. Missed Volby had like 10 messages from my friends worried about me like, this is not funny. You're an asshole. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. Dump button. No, you can say that. Um, oh, okay. Good. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it was the total hangover. I remember nothing, but I had a $300 credit card bill. Um, luckily one of my friends grabbed the credit card for me and I have pictures with me, Chris and these Austrian girls and they were nasty. <laughs> so if anything happened or if I have a child in Austria, that's probably from that night. I remember none of this, but it was a total hangover night had the absolute worst hangover. Uh, it was awful. And I never got to see Bowlby and there was like, you know, phone texts like, hey, Toe, we're hanging out with Volby. Where are you? You better be okay. I guess people called, you know, the local authorities to see if I got arrested, if I was in hospitals. And that was probably the ultimate dumbest thing I've ever done at a concert in my entire life. <laughs> so, well, um, new say I have not done that since. Well, Tone, appreciate you calling in. We miss you here on the show. But, uh, you know, that does it for our concert-going experiences. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. All right, pushing wrong buttons in here, but that's uh, just par for the course here on this morning. <laughs> uh, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, May 6th. For those of you watching, you can see that uh, we've got Ryan here. Billy had to take off. He's doing this little thing with a guy named Jason Mraz. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Everybody knows who Jason Mraz is. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was fun having Billy. Uh, just a reminder, folks, head over to the Christian Phoenix Radio uh, Facebook page after the show. Give us some time to post it on there. Billy released a uh, video that uh, is sort of a crowdsourced music video and their take on uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy with a number of uh popular recording artists including Jason Mraz and uh, you know well worth checking out uh, you know he was a lot of fun to have as a filling guest host uh, hopefully he'll be joining us for a little bit tomorrow since we're uh, missing Tony again and uh, we should have fun with it now uh, again we have a voicemail box that we've set up called the Phoenix line and uh, we want to hear from you anytime 24 hours a day seven days a week leave us a message on the Phoenix line 855 Phoenix radio that's f-e-n-i-x r-d-o or 855-336-4973 for instance if you are catching up and uh, you have a crazy concert going story I don't know if you can beat Tony's story from last segment but uh, you know feel free to share that on the Phoenix line or just check in tell us how you're doing keep it entertaining and we'll compile those all together and uh, put them out on one of the episodes 
So for this segment, I wanted to talk about how businesses are adapting during the coronavirus shutdown, with one in particular uh, grabbing my attention. So Sean Bolden, you know, really shouldn't be all that busy these days. He owns two strip clubs in Portland, Oregon, both of which were deemed non-essential in March, along with many other businesses in the state, and were ordered to close due to the spread of COVID-19. But uh, when the Huffington Post spoke to him late last week, he was working overtime to juggle media requests and prepare for another weekend of what they call drive through Food to Go-Go, a drive through version of his club Lucky Devil Lounge that he recently launched to lines around the block. Now, Bolden, <laughs> his clubs, and its employees first made headlines in March when, as a way to stay open and continue to bring in income during the government-mandated shelter-in-place order, Dancers from the clubs began working as delivery people with security guards serving as drivers. Many orders and one cease and desist later from Uber uh, Uber Eats, because the service was originally named Boober Eats, they've now come up with an even more revved up tap tactic to keep business booming. And so, you know, we're I'm in Nevada. Um, uh, Ryan's over there in Nevada City. Are you the California side or Nevada side? California. California. Yeah. Nevada City, California. Uh, as if that's not confusing enough, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, but, you know, we've got legalized prostitution here. We've got strip clubs. And uh, it, it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, somebody who is deemed non-essential, they, you know, they've got employees to help pay for not only just the dancers, but, uh, you know, cooks and security guards and all of that was able to come up with a way to adapt it and uh, really make it interesting for people. And uh, if you see the pictures, and I'll post the uh, link on our Facebook page, but they set up this giant tent with lights and fog machines and and dancers who are wearing masks. And uh, basically, they are handing food orders to people in their cars, giving them a a little um, sneak peek, if you will, and uh, in order to do it, you have to pay $30 to enter, and then each additional passenger in your car has to pay $10. So they're making good money uh, for a business that's deemed, quote-unquote, non-essential. Lying around the block, you a- said? Around the block. I mean, that's like uh, uh, in-and-out uh, opening in Texas-type lines. <laughs> that's That could be a name for a strip. <laughs> in and out <laughs> that actually might not <laughs> that could work for this uh this business idea no that's that's pretty inventive there but wait did they get shut down they didn't because they're oh, they ser- they're serving food so their main focus as a now essential business is providing drive-through delivery right uh, do you ever hear chris rock's bit about uh strip clubs and food it's just, just how i don't know there's some you know, this, you've heard of the strip clubs are like, come for the lunch special. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, you know, in, when I was living in Southern California, apparently a number of the strip clubs were known for having fantastic food or buffets. And people would literally go on a business lunch to the strip club just for the food. And uh, which is a weird thing to think of. But yeah, yeah they would go just for the food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wink wink look, the food is delicious honey honey i don't even look up from the plate all right <laughs> this corned beef hash is it was a very important business meeting 
Just for the food. Just for the food. Yeah, but Honey. When, when you think about it, I mean, you know, what are they serving? Corn dogs and, and chicken nuggets and french fries. You know, obviously the main reason people are going there obviously isn't for the food. I saw a Tiger King meme. It was like uh, Hooters waitress asked you to take your order or asked what you'd like to eat. And then it's Joe Exotic. This woman is just obsessed with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then and then there was a picture of Jeff Lowe. There was another one. It was like you the mean- type of guy that makes his kids take pictures with Hooters waitresses. Jeff Lowe, you mean uh, Jigsaw from the uh, uh, Saw movies? Exactly, exactly. The guy that uh, stands in a vape shop and tries to help you pick out flavors even though he doesn't work there. <laughs> the funny thing is I can picture that guy. You know, not, yeah. not him in particular, but, you know, that guy who's, uh, you know, he's really into his vape brick. Totally. Another meme of Jeff Lowe is this is the type of guy that still goes to high school parties. Totally. And wearing yeah. wearing the, um, oh, what's the? Affliction. 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 And this guy's in his 60s wearing Affliction, you know, bedazzled T-shirts and, and headbands and a hat over it. And, wow. Again, if you folks aren't watching Tiger King, you owe it to yourself to subscribe to Netflix, watch Tiger King. It is it is awesome. Uh, but real quick, getting back to businesses sort of adapting and finding new ways of doing business during this time. Uh, Ryan, have you come across anything that uh, people are doing uh, to try and stand out and, and, you know, keep their people employed? Well, I did, you know, I have a lot of musician friends and I spoke with a, a Brazilian friend of mine the other day. He's, you know, a musician and things are tough down there as well. And he started doing, you know, a lot of people are doing the live stream, you know, show stuff. And he made, I mean, a thousand Hey Eyes, which is, you know, not as worth as much there. But he he did a show for, I think he did an hour and a half show. He made a thousand bucks down in Brazil. And, you know, that's, every little bit helps. Now, was he physically in Brazil or it was, uh, he was in the comfort of his living room or studio and uh, it was just... Uh, broadcast out he's actually brazilian um so he's in quarantine as well but uh yeah just in his living room um doing a live show but i mean you could you could do a worldwide show from you know here in california and uh get viewers from all over the world and some people would be willing to uh you know shoot some cash towards the uh towards the show and I think a lot of artists are kind of doing that and trying to figure out inventive ways to, to you know, um, bring their music to their fans and also generate some income. Yeah. Along those lines, uh, there is a website called Nowhere Comedy Club where a number of big uh, uh, stand-up comedians are doing shows, obviously from the comfort of their living room, broadcast out over uh, Zoom and video. And, I mean, tickets aren't cheap. They're, you know, 30 to 50 bucks a piece. But, uh, you know, these guys are making money. They're making people laugh, which, you know, we need more than ever right now. And it's really sort of the whole point of the Christian Phoenix radio show is just to provide that levity. Well, folks, we have to head into our next break, our last break, and we'll be back with Ryan giving us this day in history. Everybody, stay tuned.
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, we've reached the end of this Christian Phoenix radio show here on Wednesday, May 6th. We're still here with my co-host, Ryan. As a reminder, if you missed a portion of the show, need to catch up on an old episode, you can get the Christian Phoenix radio show anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Branker, One9, you name it, we are there. You can also head over to americamatters.us, look up the Christian Phoenix radio show. There you can find video, past podcasts, information on us, and uh, just a nice resource for all of it together. Now, when you are over at those channels, make sure that you guys subscribe, leave reviews, let us know what you think, and uh, share us. You know, let, let your friends know that uh, you're having fun listening to the show. Hopefully, you are having fun listening to the show. Well, as we do each and every day with the last segment of the show, Ryan's going to take us through this day in history. Go ahead and take it away, Ryan. All right, welcome to another segment of This Day in History with myself, Ryan Wayne. Let's kick it off. 1837, U.S. blacksmith John Deere creates the first plow in Grand Detour, Illinois. Apparently, he was the best in his field. <laughs> that, that one took me a second to uh, to find the pun, but... Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, the plow. Yep. He, John Deere. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, if I'm if my brain is even slightly over here and, uh, you know, Ryan drops a, a subtle pun, uh, it goes right over my head. But uh, it's there. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. But, uh, you know, John Deere is still, you know, the best in its field. I mean, you can't go anywhere in the Midwest without seeing John Deere something. Yeah, do you remember what was that, Dumb and Dumber? She wrote me a John Deere letter. Yeah. <laughs> that John Denver's full of... Can't say it here on the... <laughs> yeah, I thought the Rockies would be a little more rocky. All yeah. right, all right. moving on. 1840, world's first uh, adhesive postage stamp, the Penny Black, is first used in Great Britain. Now, that's an invention that stuck. <laughs> So, so prior to that, how did they get stamps to stick? Did they like, have to glue it? Did they uh, use tree sap? Probably, probably. Remember? Oh, you remember how they? Um, no, that that wouldn't be it. Yeah, probably glue. Just a little. Uh, they had a little brush next to their old ink. What are the the ink? The, little, the quill. Little uh, the quill. Inkwell. Ink inkwell. Yeah. Probably. You know, things were a little more laborious back then. Yeah, it's amazing how many things have been invented that we take for granted, like adhesive stamps. Yep. Or this next one, 1851, Dr. John. His name is Dr. John. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> is Pat he like Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz? No. Oh, of the I drove Uber once, Dr. and I picked up Dr. Oz. Seriously? Funny story. Seriously. I was like, where do I know this guy from? <laughs> oh, that's Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So back to Dr. John. Um, to 1851, Dr. John patents a refrigeration machine met with a chilly reception by his colleagues who were all jealous. <laughs> chilly reception? Come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, before, and again, it's one of those things that we take for granted that, you know, before there were refrigerators or freezers, you either had to eat your meat really quick, and that could be a bad pun all into itself, um, or, you know, what they did was they encased it in salt. And think salt. about, I mean, the, the cholesterol that people probably had back in those days. Yeah, no, it a uh, game changer. Uh, shopped every day for your meat or, yeah, had high blood pressure from all the salt. Or they, uh, you know, they had to deliver in these giant blocks of ice that, uh, right. you know, people put in their barns and stuck their meat on top of. And um, again, a, a bad euphemism if you're looking at it the wrong way. But uh, <laughs> if you've never seen the movie uh, A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, it's a Seth MacFarlane movie. Uh, there's a really funny bit about the giant ice blocks. I thought I thought about that when you mentioned that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. 1915. A man you may have heard of, uh, Red uh, Red Sox Babe Ruth pitching debut and first home run. They lost that game to the Yanks four to three in fifteen innings. Apparently, his uh, his performance wasn't a hit. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it was just it was. We need to get crickets. Can you get crickets? I'll, I'll pull some crickets. I was just thinking, you know, with, with all the puns that you're dropping, uh, I, I need more than just the the drums. Cause, exactly. Uh, I got a pun for every day of the week, baby. <laughs> now, uh, most people know Babe Ruth as a Yankee player, not a Red Sox player. He actually uh, started with the Red Sox as a pitcher and then became the, you know, huge hitter that we all know him as and uh, um, when he was traded to the Yankees and that's where the Boston Red Sox curse started was that, uh, you know, they hadn't won a World Series since then. Of course, you know, I think it was, what, 10 years ago or so that uh, they won their first one since that time. Wow. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. I didn't see the picture. Didn't know he played for the uh, Red Sox. But, yeah, he hit his first home run today. How long ago was that? 105 years ago? Wow. 1915 wait is my is my math correct yeah 105 years wow. ago that is wild <laughs> that i i guess that makes sense my great-grandmother was born in 1917 she's still alive so she is 103 well i mean i look back and you know 1981 was the year that i was born and i mean that's almost 40 years ago it's like no yeah i know it's wild man the uh we're getting old. I know. I know. It's sad. <laughs> what What do you have next for us? All right. Uh, how much time do we have? Let's see. We've got about four that. and a half minutes. All right. So in, uh, well, the Hindenburg disaster was this day in uh, 1937. Good news, news everyone. Herbert Morrison makes his famous proclamation. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, they, um, what did they use in that? Was it helium or... It was it was a natural gas that uh, I mean obviously you know just the slightest spark and that thing went up like a matchstick um, you know you still see all of the old footage from it but uh, I think they realized very quick that uh, you know that's not something that you can utilize safely and probably the reason that we don't have zeppelins flying around the skies right now. Yeah, I think that was uh, that pretty much put an end to that. And rightly so. Yeah, you know, <laughs> history's bumpy. History's bumpy. You think about all the foods we know that kill you. They had to figure that out. 
it's funny. I had that conversation before that, you know, early man, you know, your life expectancy wasn't very long because you came across a berry and, you know, somebody short drew the short end of the stick and, you know, either it was delicious or it killed you. And uh, exactly. people had to figure that out with every single thing that we eat nowadays. Yeah. Like you said, we take these uh, little things for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can you, you can get an app and point it or point your phone at a berry and it's like this is poisonous. <laughs> you, have you heard about these apps they have where it, it identifies plants and everything? No, no, but that sounds amazing. I have heard of apps where you can take a picture of your food and what it'll do is it'll recognize it and tell you like the caloric intake and the if it has gluten and all those things for people who are really watching what they eat. Yeah, it, it, it's it's wild, you know. Yeah, uh, you don't have to know much to know a lot nowadays. Well, the other thing is, you know, everybody has an encyclopedia in their pocket nowadays, so you can Google anything. You know, when we were kids growing up, you had to go to the encyclopedia, or we had on CD-ROM like four discs, the Encyclopedia Britannica, um, and it, it was a lot harder to find things out. But it was a lot easier to cheat back then too. Oh yeah, and. You know, a lot of what we knew was just false information told to us by uh, older people that we just believed because they told it to us. Right. And we'd th we'd think the you know we'd think the lie was the truth for fifteen years. Now you find out in fifteen seconds. Nope, wrong. Googled it. Look. Well, now now you've got the opposite problem where people are still putting wrong information on Google That's and people true. are taking it as uh, truth. That's true. What do we got? How are we looking here? We got about a minute 50. All right. 1957, the last broadcast of I Love Lucy on CBS TV. Now, did you watch I Love Lucy much? It was one of those things that, uh, obviously, when we were younger, there wasn't quite the selection of TV that we have now. Right. And I Love Lucy was, you know, always on on, on some channel. And Nick at Night, I believe. Did they remember they used to do old? Uh, do you remember Nickelode Nickelodeon, I, of course? Right. But uh, Nick at Night, I think, rebroadcast a lot of those old shows. They did, and they have their own network now, which is TV Land, which still does the same thing. Of course, instead okay. of I Love Lucy, they're showing you know Friends ad nauseum. But uh, yeah, you know, it, and it was a it was a fun show early on. I think it uh, sort of jumped the shark at some point and uh, didn't become quite the uh, uh, smash hit it was early on. Well, Ryan, we've yeah. got we've got one minute. To go ahead and give us one more story before we get out of here. Um. All right. Uh, 2004. You just mentioned it. TV sitcom Friends airs final se airs season finale in tenth and final season in U.S. with 52.5 million viewers. And there aren't TV shows getting those numbers anymore. I mean, the Super Bowl's not even getting those numbers. Um, Friends is one of my all-time favorite shows. I can go back and watch it uh, at any point. It holds up. I know there's some people who are, you know, either it's Friends or Seinfeld, and, and that's all it is. Uh, real quick, uh, Ryan, where do you stand on that front? Well, you know, I think who made out the best with that show is the Rembrandts. Totally. Off of that, off of that one song, they... They all live in mansions. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, good on them. <laughs> all right, folks, that's the end of this show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.